All right, today on Fran X, we're talking about the economy. We need some of those videos. We need like the bloopers that we're going to be able to play at the end of the year. Like you're, you just say I'm good. Like you, it, it doesn't phase you at all. <laughs> Speaking of phasing people, let's talk about the economy. So it's been like, if you really think about it, it's been a while since there's been a turbulent economy. And every time we're looking at an indicator that it could be coming, it doesn't. So like, you know, a few weeks ago, it was like, pull all your money out of the stock market, it's going to crash. Uh, now it's now most investors are saying, you know, we expect it to go up another 5% next year. So the challenge for franchising is bad economies end up driving more franchisees, because a franchisee needs a trigger moment of a potential layoff or an adjustment in their life, typically, um, in order to make that change in their life to become a franchise owner and say, you know, maybe I'm not going to work for someone else. Maybe I'm, I'm going to adjust my mindset. So do you think, are, are we on the verge of turbulence in your opinion? Uh, you're, you're, you got a good pulse on this. What, what do you think? We got a great pulse. We got a great pulse on it. Um, it's not only bad economies, Nick, we have a shifting economy. So even if things are good, which they're really good right now, the economies are shifting, right? We're seeing franchise brands with last mile delivery services feeding off of Amazon type delivery systems. We see shifts in uh, restaurant industry and we're seeing shifts in corporate America. So whether economies are turbulent, I think society's shifting, jobs are shifting, People don't want to get on buses anymore to go into big cities. Um, so you got a bunch of dynamics. I think we will have turbulence coming down the line. I think that will make franchising more attractive. And irrespective of the turbulence, we have a big shift. People want to work for themselves. They, they want to change their lives. And I think that's the big opportunity we've been talking about when COVID first happened and we had the great return. I, so there's so many things going on here, turbulent economy coming up, but shifting dynamics that we've been living through. I do think there, there's a challenge. If you think about, I mean, you can, you can look at your business, the number of franchisors that have, fran new franchisors that have come out in the marketplace have been somewhat significant over the last 12 months, would you say? Very significant. And are they pioneering new categories? I would say probably not. They're probably- No, I, that, that's right, challenge. I mean, we're pretty specific on the types of brands we take, but we're seeing that shift. We're, so we're seeing service-based businesses find gaps in new technology, right? And, and I don't want to get too specific, but you'll see traditional businesses where say, for example, locksmith services or glass repair, but you're also seeing technology intersect, right? Think about how sophisticated your car keys are, how hard it is to replace a car key. Think about when you replace the glass on your car, you're not only replacing glass anymore, you're recalibrating cameras that are embedded in the, uh, the glass and the, the rear view mirror. So um, last mile delivery services, 
even we're so we're we're definitely seeing shifts in technology. We're seeing new opportunities, and we're seeing lifestyle feel good businesses um, in service based industries that people are connecting with more post COVID or COVID. Does that create more opportunity for money, or does the or does that just mean money is spread even more, which means unit level economics, like the, the expectations are going to have to adjust because it's not like more customers are being born. It's not like, it's not like you need to replace the glass in your car more because the technology has solved it. Right. No. Right. So I, I don't, I, I think that's a good distinction. I don't think there's more dollars available or, I mean, there are, but they're inflated, but that's a separate story. Um, I don't think there's more dollars. I just, you know, but the winners are shifting. And I think there's new opportunities and, and unit economics become critically important, right? So I think the dollar pool by all accounts is probably consistent. Um, but you have demographic and consumer trends that in my opinion, haven't even begun to shake the system and it's happening now and it's going to keep happening. You know, I, I think the, the biggest indicator or the, the biggest opportunity uh, that is presenting itself now is not the economy. It's the, it's the emotions of human beings that when you start looking at life, through a mirror that, or through a lens that it's short, uh, it changes your actions. So like if, you, if you're paying attention to the media, they talk about the great resignation and the people resigning without another job is the financial side is not the motivator because there is no finances. It's all personal worth and, um, value of time. So I believe that that ends up being such an important asset to franchise brands that if you can show, if you, especially if you're a lifestyle brand where you can show that you can coach your kids soccer and own a business, that's going to continue to bubble up to the top. So it's a topic that franchising is not talking about. Like we, we tend to focus in on how much it costs to get in and how much I can make. But I think the emotional side is going to be the next wave that is going to have to be drawn into the discussion, both what scaffolding do I get from a support standpoint? So who's in my corner and what does a day in my, my life look like so that it can fit alongside my, my wants of that life's too short. Why am I wasting my time on, you know, someone else is making money for someone else. Yeah, I, I, I think that's perfectly stated. That is the big opportunity. And we're seeing it all day and, and we all feel it, right? Time is so precious. So so that I, I think keeps winning for franchising. And the brands that adapt to that with that philosophy, you're calling a day in the life. That's the win. That's the win and the big differentiator. I think some brands have... Uh have accidentally uh, walked into that being their why you why now, like take, take some of the better breakfast brands that are open from 
you know, six or seven to two or three. So you're in the restaurant business, but you're leaving the restaurant at a decent hour and having dinner with your family who, you know, frankly is probably more important than the business. Um, you know, and so they, they walk into the why you, why now it's very much like, look, you can, you can have your life and be a business owner in our, in our business. So I, I do think like, if I think through people that I know that have made a career change, whether that was drastic as in, I'm going to take some time off or it was simple as I'm going to try something different. Um, there's a guy that, that in, was in franchising. Um, he quit. He was at a food brand. He quit probably two years ago, I want to say, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, and he just posted on uh, Facebook this morning that he goes, I, I know I made a drastic career change, but I wanted to do something that I would be passionate about. And, and put, I, I played a very important role in this new TV show that's going to be on NBC. And he posted like, uh, an image that like that's that's following your passion so it's like the reality is like the 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 more you can show that this is life the better now there are complete a-holes out there that um don't care as much about the life side more care about sell sell your next franchise and get me more in royalty um and they're going to continue to be brands that that do that but if you're if you're there if you're if you're one of these people that is looking at something bigger uh, than than you know the business opportunity and you think you think about life and you measure life, then maybe you start looking for a brand that's willing to to go there and say this is what we're like from a human standpoint. Right, a brand that's genuine. The um, the good news yeah. is the opportunities there in a big way. And the good news is, is that the media is there for you and, and the brands can really uh, amplify their story and, and their genuine conversation. So look, I, you know, back to your original premise, which is, are we going to have turbulence? Well, we're in September, October. We traditionally have stock market turbulence. Um, governments will decide if they're going to let a Chinese real estate holding company fail or not. You know, that'll be an intentional decision. So we're going to have this economic turbulence. We have, I mean, we have inflation that's undoubtable. Um, so we have tremendous economic uncertainty. And then connecting those dots, I, for the franchisors that have good unit level economics, a genuine story, there's that win or that opportunity to onboard qualified franchisees. And then if you could couple that with lifestyle changes and everyone looking for that value, I, there's good opportunity there. You know, we said months ago there'd be uh, sort of the walking dead of franchise brands. It's happening. They just don't realize it. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, I also think a good takeaway for brands that, uh, you know, are, are feeling a little bit of pressure and maybe, um, maybe a little bit of uncomfort, uh, because of turbulence in the economy, um, I still would advise you you continue to beef up your rainy day fund because I do believe that brands that push down the pedal when things get turbulent are the brands that that make it out of the other side as as a really strong brand. And 
and I can see this. I, I see brands scaling back their budgets. Um, I'm like, you can, but understand you're going to be playing from behind because in today's franchising world, you don't compete against just a lookalike brand. You compete against everybody for qualified and ready to buy candidates. Well, I, look, think about if, if we go backwards when we had our economic challenges initially with COVID, the brands that built up their rainy day funds and built up their marketing and built up their unit level economics have experienced a great 2021, right? And they should be positioning themselves now to having those funds. We're going to have another challenge, you know, over the next couple of months, that becomes the opportunity zone, right? And you have to take advantage of it. Yeah. And I, I, I think you got to be, you got you got to be entrepreneurial and see the opportunity. It's, it's interesting, Charles. I, I went backwards. Uh, I was looking at some of our old notes from early on when we started doing these things last year. Um, and I drew out this map. I showed it on one of our videos where I said, here we are in March. Here we are in April. Here we are in May, June, July, August, September. And my chart went like this in March of this year. And I charted it against our business because I'm, I'm going through budgeting right now. And it was 100% as I predicted. Now, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm good at predicting. All it means is I was, I was using generalistic math tools to say this is how the dips work. So I think we're up here. Things have been good from an economic standpoint. I think we're going to go like this. And then if we look at September of next year versus September of here, it's going to be higher. And, but I, I think we're going to dip down a little bit here um, for fears of uncertainty, COVID, Delta, Delta variant, whatever. Um, so if you know that this is the curve and you invest down here before it gets up here, your return on investment gets much thicker. And I think that's where if, if from a takeaway, if I'm, if I'm recapping, one, buckle up for some turbulence. It could be coming. Two, tell your lifestyle story on how do you help from a human standpoint. And three, save up that rainy day fund so that you can push down the pedal when we start dipping and everybody else is like, hold on, they hold on to their seat like this. You have an opportunity to say, no, nah, I'm good. I know where we're coming out on the other end of this. We're coming out better. Uh, and I think, I think that's a, that's the approach you should be taking as you head through the end of this year into next. Yeah. The wins are going to be bigger, but there's going to be less winners and more losers. So the winners are going to be taking bigger market share. And that's the big opportunity. Final statement that I'll make is I was on a board call earlier this week. And one of the guys on the board goes, I love watching this video. <laughs> I said, you know what? I appreciate that because some think I'm an asshole. <laughs> and it circles back around that, that the, the CEO on the board call ends it. And she goes, she goes, any more questions for the asshole? <laughs> so, so thank you. I, I, you know, a very intelligent person once said, they'll hate you if you say something good. They'll hate you if they say something bad. Just be willing to be you and say what you want to say. That's how I, that's how I bring it. Well, and I get the hate mail. So you could email me the hate mail. It's all good. Charles at Inner Nicola. No, that's not really. <laughs> it's CNI. See ya.